All right, what is up and welcome back to the Build A Better You podcast. I'm your host, Austin Chan. And in this week's episode, we are going to go over all things cheat meals. So uh, you'll hear a lot of people say in the industry, whether they argue for cheat meals or whether they're super against it. And you've probably seen a lot of content regarding cheat meals. And I'm basically just going to give you my take for arguing both sides. Honestly, I'm going to give you a much more like refreshing take in terms of like you can use this knowledge as to like whether to apply it to use cheat meals or whether cheat meals are just not for you i don't i like nowadays i i feel like a lot of content online is missing a lot of nuance a lot of people are just like oh do this thing and then a lot of people are like oh no do that thing and so it's very very confusing and like conflicting for you the consumer to like see a bunch of like conflicting content be like who the fuck do i trust who the fuck is right this person is more jacked and they're saying this this person is not as jacked but they're saying this but it also makes sense and it's like but the proof is in the pudding so you go and do that thing and then it doesn't turn out to be and then you're like what the fuck is going on i don't know what to do and then of course every single thing is very like nuanced and very variable so and then you're also left like oh but like but i i know the i know the general concepts of this but I don't know if this specifically applies to my situation where I'm like this and then, but there's also this factor to consider and then this other factor to consider. So I know it can be very, very confusing um, for you um, in terms of like just the overall consumption of fitness content. So hopefully through this episode, I'm gonna clear up some of the stuff about cheat meals. Obviously one topic at a time, I can't clear up every single thing for you. But yeah, otherwise we will go ahead and just like dive straight into uh, to the the concept of cheat meals um oh yeah uh as always like the little quick update of my life before we dive in um i, I know i said i'm gonna dive in but i'm not gonna dive in yet so i lied there um but yeah uh basically um this past week honestly yeah this is gonna be a quick update nothing much has happened um new york is gonna be in about two weeks so actually exactly two weeks i'm gonna, I'm gonna be already in new york actually i'm leaving on the 25th on tuesday um so yeah got an early morning flight that day so yeah and then by the time i arrive there it should be like in the afternoon so i'm hopefully to get i'm hope hoping to get like a half day ish there and then get some good dinner there and hopefully be able to meet up with um maybe maybe some of the people that i know in new york um if if things don't line up then that's whatever but hopefully to just have like a chill afternoon slash evening in in new york um, but yeah, otherwise, we will go ahead and dive in. Um, so let's see, where should we start? So basically, if you are familiar with the concept of cheat meals, which I, I have a feeling you're probably already familiar with the concept, so I'm not going to like dive into like explaining exactly what it is. Basically, a cheat meal, it's it can be variable for however many frequencies you want throughout the week. Um, although, obviously, I don't recommend doing this at a high frequency if you are just having cheat meal day after day after day then that's not really a cheat meal that's basically just eating like shit for the for the entire week um but otherwise mostly a cheat meal is just having a very minimal amount of meals throughout the week usually one or two um for most people and then that's basically just and and the whole purpose of a cheat meal is to basically just have all the foods that you're missing out on your diet and this in a way will give you some sort of mental break or some sort of physical break and then a lot of, and then of course like some people also argue that this will actually boost your metabolism and then it can actually speed up your fat loss progress um and yeah and most most of the time cheat meals are typically used for fat loss no one is really using cheat meals for like a bulk per se just because it makes no fucking sense to be bulking and then like calling a cheat meal because then if you're in a bulk and in your surplus you can obviously eat 
more calories. So there's really no point in, in cheating. Um, but although like some people will be super meticulous about it and they can cheat during their bulk, but I mean, I really don't see a, a real reason to be cheating on your bulk unless like you're actually choosing a very shitty diet. Um, but yeah, otherwise that's basically what a cheat meal is. Um, that's like a very like dirty sort of like, like a dirty roundup or a dirty like summary of, of what a cheat meal is without like diving too much into what it exactly is. Um, and then you, you should probably get the idea of like what cheat meal is. I'm pretty sure you've heard of, of like cheat meals and all that kind of stuff. People use it unironically, people who are just normies and not in the fitness. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically what a cheat meal is. So first argument, I'm just going to go into like why you should be using them. And, and I know that especially regarding around all of the, like, or not all, but most of the fitness content nowadays, you'll hear a lot of people like argue like, oh, you shouldn't be cheating on your diet or you don't call it a cheat meal or whatever. Or, and then you have other people who are like, oh, if you, if your diet was actually working, you shouldn't feel the need to cheat on it and blah, blah, blah. And like, I, and like, admittedly, I used to be one of those coaches who would like post fucking content like that. And then until like I stepped away and then I'm like, this doesn't really align with like what I think. And then just, just more so the, the game of con the game of content creation over the years for me, a lot of it was just the evolution of me, like truly speaking my mind and truly speaking what I think versus just basically copying and pasting what like all these fucking other coaches said. And I feel like that there's a lot of that in our industry. So for me, the evolution was just like sort of finding more of my voice, finding what I truly want to say. And then hopefully getting you to to align with what I have to say. Um, and that way we can be on a very merry way and then get you the results that you're after. Um, otherwise, it's just like everything just kind of blends in. And then it's just like, who the fuck do I listen to? Who the fuck do I trust? And also for me, it's like, I don't really feel like I'm saying what I really want to say. Uh, I feel like I'm just like trying too hard to be professional and all that kind of shit. But, but otherwise, anyways, back to the original discussion of... so. So I'm actually nowadays, I'm actually more on the side of like, like pushing for cheat meals. And and like this is a lot of this obviously has has to do with like personal bias, because I personally have one to two cheat meals a week. Um, but although like, I'm going to tell you that like, how you can actually do it, so it doesn't ruin your progress. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically that like, I personally use cheat meals. And like, I don't see anything wrong with it, especially because um, I know that different methods will work for different people. So it's all about finding the thing that works for you. And for some people, including myself, like cheat meals work fucking phenomenal, especially if you have certain boundaries you can set with cheat meals. Like know that a cheat meal isn't just like, oh, I'm going to starve myself for the whole day and then I'm going to go to some all-you-can-eat buffet and then I'm just going to down like fucking like 20 pounds of fucking mashed potatoes and like, what was there like fucking pasta and some sort of fucking other like meat dish like that that's not that's not what a cheat meal is like a cheat meal is like like enough so that you get satisfied and you can sort of get that mental and physical break from dieting but it's also not to the point where like you you like you just go like fucking all or nothing and then you, you like feel like shit for the next next day and so like that that's really not what a cheat meal is about like i know some people will sort of portray that that's how cheat meals are but i i disagree with that and and like i said they're like oftentimes people like to get really polarized into one side or the other but i truly think that most of us were like pretty level-headed and we want the solution 
that is somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the gray area where it really works well with our lives. And, you know, some people might be towards one end of the spectrum. Some people might be towards the other. But in the general um, scheme of things, most people are kind of in sort of that standard deviation, that bell curve distribution of like within that middle somewhere. Like they, may, they might be leaning towards cheat meals. They might be leaning towards no cheat meals. But for the most part, most people are level-headed and can understand and utilize um, cheat meals or the lack thereof or finding ways to like quote-unquote cheat um, but also not feel bad about their diet but also be able to get back on track but also be able to stay consistent. So that's really what I ha want to hammer home. Whatever helps you stay consistent and not feel guilt and not feel shame and just basically be able to, you know, like I said, stay consistent and not, just not fuck up your diet entirely and be able to do this thing for the rest of your life. So, okay, first off, um, actually not first off, but back onto the topic of why you should be using them. So my argument for what you sh why you should be using them is because for a lot of people, just the term cheating, and I know like those fucking coaches nowadays who are all about the fucking semantics and they're like, oh, don't, don't use the word cheat term because that implies you're cheating and doing something bad. And like, I mean, I, I do get it that this can affect people some certain ways and like the simple word switch will help them. But also, the, the more that I learn about this kind of stuff, like, there actually is a research to show that like people who deem certain things as like cheating or going off plan, this actually helps them with adherence. This actually helps them like realize like, oh, I'm actually doing something out of the ordinary. And so that's like a nice like mental reset for them. And I think more than anything, it's a mental reset. Um, as far as the physical benefits go, it like, I mean, technically it boosts your metabolism because you are burning more calories, but it's like, but, but at that point, it's like, if, if you think about your body, like a car, it's like, yes, you, you, when, when you have more fuel, like your car is actually going to burn more fuel because it's now heavier because now it has to hold more fuel. But also at the same time, it's like, now you have way more fuel. So it, it like it does not now you have more fuel to burn through and like now that and if you like translate fuel to to body fat stores, then yeah, technically it does boost your metabolism. But that's because you ate a shit ton of food and now your body has to burn off more of that food. Um, but then it also has more body mass now, and your body has to burn more calories to sort of make up for that extra body mass. So it's not necessary. So it, it's technically not wrong in the fact that like yes, it boosts your metabolism, but also when you put things into relativity, it's still like, it's still like a net, net amount of like, okay, you're still intaking more calories. And this is still going to sort of like, slow down your progress if you were to like, just work purely the math out. And I, and I want to emphasize that it's just purely according to the math, it's going to slow down your progress. But also, when we switch to more so to the mental side of things, if you are allowing yourself to have these sheet meals and it's helping you stay consistent over the course of weeks and months, then I would argue that you're making a lot faster progress than if you were just to restrict, 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 and then weeks and months down the line, you have this huge binge and then you go off track for like one, two, three weeks. And then that's actually going to set you up to be, to have even slower progress than if you were to just like have one or two meals here and there versus if you were to just go hard for like eight weeks and then go off track for three weeks and eat everything in fucking sight. And then you basically back to square one and you try again for eight weeks and you're basically going nowhere versus if you had one or two cheat meals that were well within reason. And then that helped you reset. You go bang, 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 bang for eight weeks. And then, or not eight weeks, but you go 
yeah, yeah, but yeah, you basically go bang, bang, bang for eight weeks. But let's say it's like seven out of the eight days that you go bang on, then that's you're still like the sum total of the number of days and the number of calories that you're like consuming over time. You're still going to be making progress in the right direction. So that's really what I want to emphasize there for the long term in terms of cheat meals. It's more so a mental break from tracking and dieting than anything. Now, of course, we have to have some constraints with this, right? Like I said, you can't just have like a cheat meal, like fucking all you can eat buffet and then be like, oh, I'm just, it's just, it's just a cheat meal. I'm counting this as my cheat meal. And meanwhile, like if you were to work out the math of the calories, you basically just reset all of your progress throughout the week. Like you're, you have like a very mild deficit of several hundred calories. And then that pretty much puts you in a several hundred calorie deficit for, for the week. And then of course that one day you overeat by thousands of calories. And then you just overshoot your calorie deficit. And then it's like, okay, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of you trying to diet in the first place because your cheat meal is actually now fucking over your progress and you're actually gaining weight. And then, and then of course, there, there's also the mental side of it where like you're mentally dieting for six days and then you're taking that one day off and then you just go overboard. And so now you have to go back to the mental mental mindset of dieting and then you don't fucking like it and then you're not also not getting the results that you want and so you get demotivated and so it's like what the fuck is the point because you feel like you're trying so hard for most of the week but you're not making progress so that in a sense like that kind of ties into why you shouldn't be using cheat meals which i'm sort of like alluding to Ooh, i'm fucking foreshadowing to but um but basically that's one of the reasons why you should not be be using cheat meals because uh a lot of people tend to underestimate how many calories you can eat in one sitting. But like I said, you can have constraints for this. You, But basically, the, the constraints are you should like have some boundaries with this. And one of the boundaries that I really like for myself personally, um, I don't know whether this will work for you, but for myself personally, I limit it to one or two meals a week. And I really want to emphasize this because um, it's, it's in the name, fucking cheat meals. So cheat meals as to like but some people will mistake cheat meals for cheat days so rather than just cheating for a meal they cheat for the entire fucking day and then of course that's gonna really fuck you over because you're gonna be like okay breakfast i'm gonna fucking eat a shit ton i'm gonna have a nice fucking fat brunch and a bunch of fucking mimosas for lunch i'm gonna have fucking fried chicken and just like some high calorie shit and then dinner, of course, you know, dinner is where we tend to eat a lot more. And so you just slam fucking dinner. And then, of course, you got to have dessert. And so that adds up to fucking like three, four, five thousand calories sometimes. And then like you and then you wonder why you're not making the progress you want because you're eating so much fucking food versus if you like versus for if we, on the day you were to have your cheat meal, you let's say you have a normal breakfast, you have a normal lunch and then dinner you decide okay i'm just gonna go off track from dinner i'm not gonna eat my my meal prep i'm not gonna have my typical um choices i'm just going to have some takeout or i'm going to cook something that i normally don't cook and it's like nice and fatty and healthy well, not not healthy but nice and fatty and like calorie more calorie dense than usual or you opt for that and like a dessert or something then i would just count that like as your one meal and then just just count it as that and then like there's also the argument of like whether you should track that or you should not track that. I mean, I personally think that it really depends on your personality type. If you are someone who prefers tracking it and you just want to know the calorie amount and you want to be able to dial in your cheat meals along with your deficit and that sort of helps you stay on track because you know like, okay, my budget 
I can have this many this many calories within my cheat meal, then then that's good to go. And then you you know the next day, the next week, the next month, you can like just hop back right on track and just do everything as usual. Then I would highly encourage you to track. But for a lot of people, including myself, when I was sort of like weaning myself off of tracking, when I would when I would like just basically go off track and I like I didn't know the exact amount of calories in my cheat meals then I would, I would honestly have like a little bit of anxiety to where like, I'm like, okay, let's say I had like exactly 2000 something calories for, for my cheat meal. And then at that point, I'm like, I don't really feel full. Like, I feel like I, I just didn't get enough out of this. And then of course, you know, the following weeks you start binging more and you start cheating more. Um, that That's where I would say do not track your cheat meals because if it leads you to like have a point of just being unfulfilled and then it leads you to even worse binges later on or just worse after effect later on then i would argue against against tracking and that's basically basically the rule of thumb for tracking or not tracking if you have to think about like what kind of decisions does it lead you to make later if it leads you to make even worse decisions then i'd say screw the tracking just like don't even track calories that day just have your normal stuff for your normal meals and then just choose that one meal where you want to splurge and then that's basically it. And then of course, like do it within reason too. A good rule of thumb as well is a lot of us, like when we sort of have that cheating mentality, we sort we sort of tend to eat until we're like fully fucking stuffed. And you know, whether this is like just from trauma being like raised in poverty, and I know personally I was like, I mean, we weren't impoverished, but also we weren't like wealthy either, just growing up as children. So we were always encouraged to oh you got to finish your food you can't leave your plate like with and if you throw away food some kid in africa is starving and like you don't want that and like we, we like paid so much money for this food like like finish it like all this money is just going to waste because we already bought this food that kind of stuff then i like i obviously i totally understand because i, I come from that background but also what what the hell i fucking lost my train of thought fucking adhd i swear to god um where where did i leave off how how did I get to this this like random rant of of uh, like kids starving in Africa and, and like not finishing your food? God damn it! Okay, I'm going to take a quick pause. Um, I'm I'm gonna like edit this like like after after the recording so that it will skip all like the the fucking blank silence and then we can hop back onto my train of thought. Okay, I remember now. So the it's it's the whole thing with like just feeling unfulfilled or like feeling when you when you sort of get that permission from yourself to cheat, then you almost start to feel like, okay, I need to have every single thing I want. I need to fit every single thing that you sort of like go into it with a scarcity mindset of like, I need to fit in every single thing that I can cheat on in this short period of time because I'm giving my per myself permission to do so. Um, when in fact, it's like, I always have access to this. And, but it's just that I'm only like basically allowing myself because I have certain goals that I need to hit. So I'm only allowing myself to have this one like cheat meal and just like enjoy myself but so if you are someone who gets obsessive over, over that and you sort of like find yourself starting to binge then i would argue against the cheat meal but if you're someone who's like okay i i have the permission to do this i can get my fill with this and really just pay attention and i think the biggest thing here is just paying attention to your hunger cues so like don't eat past the point of discomfort and and obviously this does take practice from time to time i will say for myself personally i used to deal deal with binging but over time, as I've started like just giving my permission myself permission to binge, and then that sort of just like rewired things in my head. And like 
at a certain point, after enough times of like you eating to the point of feeling sick, it just you just start to get sick of it for you know no pun intended like you literally just start to get sick of it and you're like I don't really like feeling like this anymore I'd rather just feel full and satisfied rather than fucking past the point of discomfort of like freaking stuffed and you don't want to move or do anything so I think a lot of it is just like slowly like conditioning yourself to that and then you realize that like okay I can actually stop when I'm like full and satisfied or you know that point to yourself where like you can sort of time the food where like, okay, you're going to stop eating at this point And you're like, okay, I know that if I stop at this point, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, I'm going to start to feel that full effect. So I think for whatever that's worth, like that is a very good strategy in terms of just like being able to practice that with your cheat meals and like eating to the point of satisfaction rather than just, just this all or nothing mindset thinking that you're never going to get to have this meal again. When in reality, like if you have access to grocery stores if you if you make a decent living then like food is always going to be readily available to you and i think it's pretty safe to assume if you're listening to this podcast then you are someone with the means to like buy food if you're food insecure you probably don't you probably aren't listening to podcasts um but yeah i, I mean i don't want to judge here but that that's just basically my sort of general assumption um but yeah that is about it so i think i think i covered everything for for cheat meals here um let's see let's go over my notes um so yeah tracking focusing on hunger cues and yeah so hopefully this episode has helped you make better more informed decisions about using cheat meals or utilizing cheat meals within your diet um but yeah that is about it if you do have any further questions or anything i didn't touch on and you want me to expand on please shoot me a dm on instagram or you can shoot me an email and i am more than happy to answer any questions you may have and expand on things that you want me to expand on but yeah that is about it thank you so much for listening if you're listening on apple podcast or spotify podcast be sure to leave a five-star review be sure to leave a written review as well because i do love reading those and that is pretty much it um catch you in the next episode peace out and we'll talk soon